Okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't have to say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. Yo, I know y'all ain't playing skee-ball. I'm trying to go to bed. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. Trident sponsors us at some point, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're still waiting on, on the table. Trident, Budweiser, uh, Hooters. Hooters, and one of the seven. Tab, tab yeah. Call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, hey, man. What's up? How we doing? Uh, first, for your first time, people, uh, this is Content Crisis, this is our must watch series, you know? Again, we don't believe in it. And, uh, I don't like when someone says must-watch. Just reiteration here a little bit. Uh, so I started a must-watch series because I don't believe in it at all. And uh, so I just thought it'd be cool. I thought it'd be, it'd be a good place to discuss the movie rules, right? And so, I, you know, I didn't... You you looked up a thing, right? And that's cool. Sure. Uh, I look up things. <laughs> you looked up... Yeah. I look things up all the time. Uh, what I have, we. What do you think? We, you want to just go through these ones I've written down, then maybe we can kind of cross compare it to, yeah, sort of that site you're looking at. And uh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Um, so basically, these are ones I've written down from uh, the movies we've reviewed at different times, and um, that's kind of where these come from. So. No one, we didn't look, I didn't look these up anywhere. I just kind of wrote them down. So, I find, I'll find, you'll, I think you'll find that these are common movie rules. Yeah. So, basically, just kind of the things that, sort of tropes. I, I guess sort of tropes, yeah. Uh, tropes and rules kind of fall into the same kind of thing, but it's more yeah. of like the, these These are the way these stories get told. These are kind of the, uh, the framework that the stories live within. Right. Yeah, so... And I didn't want to do, it, or, or, excuse me, what I like, that's when I like a movie a lot, is typically, because, like, I, I think every movie, to some degree, follows some kind of movie rules, but what I like about things like Pulp Fiction is, you know, it's like, hey, let's just jump in in the middle. Yeah. And, you know, this will happen, this, and, you know, that's something when I really, it's something that just follows everything to a T, you know, I don't exactly like as much. Yeah, it's not a cookie cutter. It's more of like a, uh, you know, unique way to, to tell a story. And it still works out very well. It's still able to get a story across, even if it's a little atypical. Yeah. Um, all right, so this one comes from uh, a movie we just did, which won't come out till August, but uh, from The Heart of They Fall. And I find it's very common. If someone says, don't help, I don't want you to help, it's too dangerous, that kind of thing, uh, you have to help. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Anytime anyone's like, no, it's too dangerous, it's like, yeah, but it's kind of why we're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got shit to do. <laughs> Who's going to be in this movie then? Yeah. 
wouldn't really be a great story if it was like from that person's perspective. And they're like, don't, or you know, stay here. It's too dangerous. And then the camera stays with them. Yeah. And, okay. then, and we just hear like all the bat shit going on, all the yeah. explosions and everything. And they're just like, well, I'm glad I stayed here. <laughs> I am glad I stayed. Rough out there. So. I'm really glad I'm here. <laughs> More cocoa. <laughs> Um, these can go with any movie with villains, but, you know, the, the bond is what, you know, pretty much applies to, but, you know, and they, they kind of make, they shit on it all over it with, with Dr. Evil and Austin Powers and it's like, you can't just kill anyone, right? You no. just have to, you gotta talk, right? Villains are egomaniacs. That need people to know that they're winning. And so they give you the entire, entire scope of the plan. And they even give you the you know, the little details that will sink the plan. Yeah. You know? Because villains are egomaniacs and they need you to know that they are smarter than you. Yeah. And they have won. And it's kind of, you know, part of it's like, yeah, it's like, and I'm aware of this extremely obvious flaw, and now you're aware of it. I've told you how to defeat me, but I'm so confident yeah. that you're not even going to get the chance. But you'll never get out of these loosely tied knots as you're slowly lowered into a pool of piranhas. Yeah. There's no way. What could go wrong? Bill I'm going to kill... mutated sea bass. And I'm not even going to watch it happen. Close the doors. I'm not watching this. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to leave it to one of the henchmen. Yeah, villains are ridiculous. Uh, okay. I'm not sure why I wrote this one down, but I feel like it does reign true, and that's why I kept it written down. I don't remember why I wrote it down, but if you are, if you're crazy, if you've been proven crazy in a movie, you may not redeem yourself. You are crazy until the end. Unless that's what the movie is about, is you proving you weren't crazy. Yeah. But even then, people are still going to kind of look at you like... You know. Yeah, there, there's almost, yeah, like, no no redeeming qualities for it whatsoever. It's like, if you're crazy, you're crazy, and that's the only reason why you do all this stuff, is because you're a crazy person, yeah. and there's no logic to be found there. It's the only reason you're in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, we're going to get a normal <laughs> guy to do all this fucking up stuff? Are you kidding? No, he's crazy. Yeah. So, I don't remember what we watched that I... Oh, you know what it was? I wrote it down because of uh, Enemy of the State. Okay. Because they 100%... They just, they, uh, decredit, they make him uncredible, right? Like, you know, so anything he says, yeah. they've, they've, you know, messed things up, and so he doesn't look as if he, you know, is telling the truth ever. His wife thinks he's lying. I know there's a better word for that, that <laughs> I would, but it's like not, it's just not coming. So anyhow, we're moving on from that, but, yeah, that's why I wrote that one down is... And you know he's trying, keeps trying to prove like, oh, this guy. Yeah. You know. And, but it, it it can't work out because it's great. Yeah. So, uh, if you run out of bullets, you cannot be proactive about this situation. You wait to die. Maybe pull a trigger, trigger a couple more times, just in disbelief. Yeah. That you're out of bullets. You you just have to wait to die and, you know, hope maybe someone will save you. But you may not, you know, run away. Yeah, you give up. You run out of bullets? Hmm, guess I'll die. I lose. But that that is kind of a funny thing. I mean, I you know, never being 
been in that position. Right. Maybe you just freeze up, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I'm just thinking, yeah, it's like, because you always see that. If you run out, you have to pull that trigger a handful of times just to make sure. Yeah. And it's like, that that at least comes up quite a bit. But yeah, there's there's never any action to like try and, you know, continue running away or surviving. It's just like... Well, the perfect one to I had a good run. is that in Terminator 2, when they're in the refinery at the end, mm. and, you know, she's got the shotgun and, you know, the... Terminator already stuck the, you know, his, do you remember that scene? The liquid metal Terminator just, you know, he can turn his yeah. body into knives and she, he sticks that thing, like a knife, like right through her shoulder, like all the way through and twists it and it's all like, oh. And so, you know, this arm's just bum at this point. Sure. Because he fucked it all up and she's doing like the, you know, like doing this deal. Yeah. Which, man. Terminator 2, really just the... Fantastic. Yeah, Terminator 1, Terminator 2. Such... So good. Yeah. It's so bad. You know. Awesome. One, one-handed trying to take down this thing. Sarah Connor is the uh, truest badass. And, well, yeah, and that's, that's what's so hard about those movies, too, is... You know, and we discussed this ad nauseum with the Terminator pods, but... Just the... Like, it's... There's such great movies... You know, visually speaking, right? Just yeah. to watch, and then you, you think you start thinking about the, you know, how the time travel part of that works even a little bit, and you go, oh no, yeah, this doesn't work at all. Yeah, you just have to ignore it. You have to look past that and just watch the movie, and you know, it's a lot of fun. But yes, turn. She's doing this right, and boom, and then uh, she runs out. You know, and he's she's almost got him to the ledge. Yeah, like you know, just to fall in the fire. Run over, kick him, throw the fucking gun at him. <laughs> you know, the gun's big enough. Do something. You know what? And that's that's something too that you almost never see. It's like you know, if if, if I was out of bullets, this gun is now useless to me. I'm gonna throw the gun at somebody because if that hits you in the face, that might buy me a couple that seconds. Hurts. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna react. And like the thing, you know. The guys all, you know, shotguns were the only thing that like stunned that Terminator. And that's the thing; he was you stunned. Know? Like he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't doing anything except for trying to recover yeah. his body. So it's like, yeah, she could have just like fucking jump kicked this dude and do something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and she just like click. She's like click. Yeah, and she can't get it to go, and then she, you know, dude comes over, and she's saved by Arnold, of course, you know. Mm -hmm. I wish I could be saved by Arnold. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Um, so yeah, you must wait to die. Um, if you're in danger, and someone's saving you, and you're both running, you can't just run. You gotta have a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> we're walking wait, and we're talking. Wait, we gotta what do is this? Hold on, who is he? What's going on? Why does... What? I don't know his mom. What are you talking about? What are you... you well, what's, what's even better is when it's like, uh, it's like those instances, but like, they refuse to walk and talk. So yeah. it's like, it's like the, we gotta get out of here, and it's like, wait, I have so many questions. Like, bitch, we are about to <laughs> die. You better move. When, we gotta go. When they do stop, and you're going like, the, 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 the thing! <laughs> go, run! Run! The thing's right there! Yeah. It's like, you just move the face. Do you see that? Like, is now the time? <laughs> Can we do this later? But no, I need answers. Everyone always needs answers. People can't just leave well enough alone. Like, everything has to be fully explained. And maybe that goes back to the, uh, 
you know, the evil villains having yeah. to tell their story. Like, everything has to be explained. Vice egomaniac. No one... No, no. The victims are control freaks, <laughs> and the villains are egomaniacs. <laughs> yes. Therefore, everyone needs to either tell their story or get all the answers. Yep. God. Yep. Um, and, then, and then this one goes with where I wrote that down first, is uh, if you're a woman and someone you love's in danger, you can't just, like, watch the explosion happen. Like, you have to run towards the danger and be held back. That's that's a must. Mm-hmm. So this is like the, the restrained woman from some token of love kind of thing, you know? It's yeah. like, oh no, it's, it's my son, husband, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, no, I've abandoned all logic and must save them, even yeah. though I am not equipped to do any of that. I'm going to run into the flames. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, if there's uh, approaching danger and you are holding keys, you must drop the keys at least one time. Mm-hmm. Preferably three and the, yeah, preferably three, but there's also like just a gaggle of keys on this key ring, and you have so many. Keys. You have abandoned all memory and recollection of what key what you key need unlocks what. Yeah. Now, and I I can almost respect that too because I have like four silver keys that look exactly the same, and one of them is my house key. And yeah, I you're, you're, I still you keys almost every, every single one. I it's yeah, and it's still almost every single day. Um, and. Like, it, you know, I got a shitty lock, so they all get kind of stuck anyways. So even the one that works, like, I got a finagle <laughs> with it. Where do the other keys go? Uh, my parents' house. Okay. Uh, and then, actually, two are for my parents' house, and one of them is for their old lock that I need to get rid of now, but... Nice. But, yeah. Yeah, I remember my dad just always had all these old... I was like, well, what's that one, too? And he'd be like, ah, oh, we don't live there anymore. <laughs> But see, that's what it is. If you have the key, you know what key does what. You either don't need it or you have it and you know it's not one you're going to use, which is kind of silly. It's like, yeah. why would you keep it? But yeah, get rid of it. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it's just the way to... I keep as little keys on my keys as possible. Yeah. I don't like I don't like extra stuff. But, anyway. So be it. Drop the keys. Drop the keys. At least it's a, a dozen times. Or it's like a uh, if if I can roll off of that one a little bit, I'm yeah. thinking of more so like in the uh, like the horror movies where it's like oh no I've dropped the keys and it's in like a definitely reachable place, yeah. but I have to struggle, <laughs> like I've never struggled before in my life to pick it up from something like oh no it's it's you know under the couch and it's like oh oh the hands just it, jiggling yeah, around yeah, down yeah, there trying to get a, it do a sweeping motion knocking them around but like and then it always just magically like they now have enough room to grab it at the last second the last second and yeah. it's like if you would like calm down like you could <laughs> where are they oh, oh got him got him great and I'd save myself 30 seconds I'm he's, probably gonna get he's away it's gonna take 25 more seconds to get over here I right. got lots of time I got time <laughs> start smoking and be like I got time <laughs> Yeah, I'll probably take him a minute to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're part of some sort of uh, love interest situation in a movie, you cannot just tell the other person how you feel. You have to internalize the fact that they haven't reciprocated these feelings that they don't know you have. And then do something to, uh, to actively hurt their feelings so they know they hurt you. And yet... <laughs> <laughs> so 
set this whole process back because neither of you know how to express yourselves, you psychopaths. Yeah. That's that's a really good one too. And 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 really it's just like so many things would be resolved by just people having a quick conversation. And and I hate like and it's it, you know I I think the rom com category hits this a lot, but there's a lot of so like hard. like dramas and like action movies still do this too. But it's like there's always just a like like somebody like one person in this room has the information necessary to resolve all this. They just have to have the conversation now. Just be like, hey, listen, I love you. I I killed your brother. <laughs> I I've lost all of our money. You know, anything like this, and they just refuse to do that, and then yeah. fuck about for an hour and a half, trying to resolve it in the most batshit way possible. Yeah, that's rough. Well, yeah, speaking on, like, yeah, the one person that has the information, this isn't, like, a love interest situation, it's just the whole, it's just Star Wars. Like, Obi-Wan, you know, doesn't just straight up tell Luke... Like, hey, like, what I said in that podcast was, like, I don't like starting a relationship on a lie. You know? He just goes, like, oh, yeah, Darth Vader killed your father. And then he finds out Darth Vader's his father, and he's all like, why did you tell me? Oh. You know, he wasn't ready for the thing. He's like, oh, well, if I would have told you, well... <laughs> It's like, couldn't you have prepped him? He would have had time to get over it by then, you know? And then what I mean? they like, use the whole thing. Oh, you weren't supposed to go yet. And like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna let them die. Yeah. Thought a Jedi was supposed to protect me. Eh. No. But but the plot. But the plot. Exactly. You're right. I mean that. Yeah, that's the most iconic line from the from Star Wars. It's yeah. just I am your father, and it's not Luke. I am your father. No. Get that right at home. I am your father. And that was the funny thing, doing the Empire Strikes Back pod, was you read subtitles, it's no, I am your father. But I swear to God, I rewound it five times. It sounds more like James Earl Jones Jones is saying, me, I am your father. I didn't hear no. Hmm. But it reads no. Yeah. So I watched the subtitle, and it, it it didn't have an O sound. I'm just saying. Rewatch it. You'll, you'll I, see. I, I feel like I have to now. Yeah. And I'm going to watch it and be like, no, he says no. Kyle, you're crazy. Well, now, obviously, if the script's written that way, but it sounds so much more like me. me. Or me. I your father. Or maybe me. he can't. Me! <laughs> <laughs> <Nee! laughs> yeah. he, he forgot what his name was. He was like, me? Is it me? <laughs> Is it Kevin? Now he's Sean Connery all of a sudden. Ned. Uh, Steven. That'd be an Oxford thing. He's just sitting there like, are we really doing this right now? Like, you can't, like, it'd be so awkward for both of them. It's like, you don't remember my name? We're doing this whole thing. It's, and it's, it's Luke, man. It's fine. L- Duke? Duke? Is it Duke? Sorry, the hearing implant doesn't work so Out of good. hearing, out of hearing. Lots of drinking. <laughs> what? This is Sean. <laughs> Sean Connery replaces every actor ever. <laughs> I think that's what this podcast is going to become eventually. It's going to be like every character. We're going to just start. Oh, fuck. Instead of content crisis, it's going to be Connery crisis. <laughs> crisis! <laughs> oh, fuck. I kind of want to change the name now. Oh, I'm tempted. I gotta say. No, but like we're watching like Dark Knight or something. And we just start going. 
I am vengeance. <laughs> Me, I'm vengeance. Yeah. I want to have sex with you. <laughs> Honestly, that might work better than the. Uh, so I'm getting, I'm getting down to the bottom here. Uh, if time is not on your side, you still at least need a few seconds to gather yourself. Still, don't be afraid. Just take those seconds. Yeah. No, no sense of urgency. We're just gonna be like, oh no, it's it's fine. Just need a minute to catch my breath. If you get, we have ten seconds. Okay, let me just do my breathing exercises. In through your nose, out through your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down because the uh, the fifth element it was funny. Like <laughs> the president says to the the you know the priest in the beginning, you know he's like. He's like, oh, you have 20 seconds to speak. And he, like, gets up and, like, sighs. And he's like, straightens his robe. He's like, hey, you have 20 seconds. You just use seven. And then at the end of the movie, they say, you know, approaching six, uh, 40 seconds. Yeah. You know, they're doing the countdown. And then, you know, he takes, I counted, because I'm a cunt like that. <laughs> he took 66 seconds to convince, wow. uh, you know, Lulu. To, uh, you know. Well, see, they're, they're using the old an old clock for the timer, so it runs slow. No, you're right, you're right. You know. And then, <laughs> it takes 66 seconds, and then they start counting down from 10. <laughs> so, you know, something went wrong there. Yeah. Right? Passage of time is convoluted, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, crash landings go any way you want. Um, you know, if the good guys in the in the ship, or the plane, or whatever. They're going to crash land just fine. They're going to be fine. Unless it moves the plot along. Yeah. Yeah, unless we need a tragic hero death, or a, like a love interest death, companion death, anything like that. Right. Unless it's specifically a plot device to move our main character, our story forward. Right. They're going to make it. Uh, the bad guy, if he's in there, uh, the question you have to ask is, he's, is he still important to the story? Mm -hmm. And that will decide if his ship blows up or not yeah uh because we've seen some very minuscule crashes that resulted in catastrophic boom <laughs> so uh enemies can't aim unless it moves the plot along yeah kind of the same rule as the crash landing i feel like we could have a pretty long list of like henchmen rules because I, I have a couple here oh yeah so. i'm willing to let's go right in well and then my last rule bygones cannot be bygones no there's there's <laughs> no good enough someone has to win yeah. or someone has to lose maybe sometimes yeah. nobody wins but sometimes someone just loses more yeah um so moving into like uh, some of the henchmen stuff there yes. so yeah kind of going with that it's like aim is bad unless it's somewhere to like move the plot along yeah but it's also like uh, in most of the scenarios, like, the henchmen are supposedly pretty skilled. Like, you know, these, these are supposed to be top talent guys, but main character is somehow so OP, overpowered, yeah. um, that uh, they're just, they don't stand That'll a chance. That would look really sweet if you put it there. <laughs> <laughs> overpowered. Um, Do it again. <laughs> but uh, that's, that, that's something that always comes up And then it's always the main character Is either like so extremely efficient You know where it's like You know one bullet to take down every enemy I'm thinking like John Wick style you know Where yeah. he just murks everybody with such finesse Yeah. And at least in those like Like if, if we go with John Wick approach Like 
he's obviously murking all these dudes, but, like, they at least look like they're putting up a good effort. Yeah. They just don't really have any spatial awareness whatsoever. Yeah. Um, also, henchman rule, uh, you can't attack simultaneously. You have to wait nope. for your turn. Cannot. And, and that's, that is, like... Unless it moves the plot along. Unless it moves the plot along. <laughs> yeah, and, and usually, in that case, that's to restrain main characters so we can provide dialogue Never and context. Never kill. Yeah, no. Yeah. We don't kill people. <laughs> we don't kill main characters. We just subdue them and give them the whole plot. We'll blow up New York, but we cannot murder James Bond on this dock floor. Yeah. Who's going to mop that up? <laughs> Who's going to mop that up? Kevin's off today. Are we going to let this body sit around all weekend? We would have, but Kevin, you know. He called in sick? He's on his honeymoon, you know. Uh, well, it's just hey, good for Kevin. Good for Kevin, you know. <laughs> good for John Smith. <laughs> I so badly wish that was not a deleted scene from Austin Powers, because yeah. that deleted scene is the fucking best. Uh, yeah, anyhow. Oh, shit, I guess I should explain that one, huh? Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Austin Powers deleted scene, when uh, the guy's head, the henchman's head gets eaten by the ill-tempered mutated sea bass. Um, there's a deleted scene where, after that happens, they zoom in on his name tag, and it's John Smith. And then it cuts to a scene at Hooters, and there's all these guys, and Rob Lowe's in it. And he's, he brings beers to the table, he's like, Guys, you know what I can't believe? John Smith is getting married tomorrow. And they're all, you know, clink beers, like, where is John Smith anyway? He's like, it's like oh, well, he look, he work, he's working for Dr. Evil, you know, so sometimes he's got to, you know, work late. He'll be here, though. And then the phone call, and he gets back, and it's like, uh, like John Smith got eaten. <laughs> Ill-tempered sea bass. Ill mutated. Mutated. Ill-tempered sea bass. Yeah, that was pretty good. So, and then they just—they all just kind of like, eh, well, <laughs> start drinking. Just carry on, yeah. Yeah. Um. So one of the uh, other ones I had here was just kind of like the generic, like, uh, you always have infinite ammo until it moves the plot along. Yes. So it's like you're you're going through your action sequence, uh, you know. Shooting everybody. I'm specifically thinking of, like, a couple of things, but, like, two of them are coming from Resident Evil. Um, and one of the CGI movies, they're, like... It's it's two dudes, literally, like, in a hallway. Uh, or they're on, like, a... Kind of, like, a balcony kind of thing. Um, I think it was from Resident Evil 5, maybe. This is from the game. Um, but, like, they're just, like, unloading excessive amounts of ammunition, and, like, they're shooting at each other's feet, basically. Nice. Like, like, like within this distance, yeah. like, if we were trying to shoot each other... Just, not a single shot lands, yeah. and, like, an excessive amount of ammunition spent. Like, neither, like, no reloading takes place at all. Yeah. Um, and then there's another scene, I think, in, in one of the, uh, like, CGI movies for Resident Evil, where, like, Leon's going down a hallway, and there's just all these Zambambas, and he, he just has his, his pistol with him. And, like, at least, like, 40 shots go off before <laughs> he reloads. And it's like, you know, like, I, I did the math, and I don't think there's a single weapon <laughs> that is capable of firing that many shots without reloading, uh, you know. Maybe if the extended mag was also extended? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. He probably has, like, some, like, bandolier thing going up, like, his sleeve or something, it's so it's just you. constantly loading. Well, yeah, and it, it plugs in. You know, he's got to, like, you know, he, get, he grabs the gun, and he's got to yeah. <laughs> plug it in, but, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, you know, another thing about henchmen is they have to, uh, <laughs> I think part of the job is you have to be 100% unobservant. 
unless it moves the story along. Yeah. Well, and like almost like as far as I'm concerned, like with some of the henchmen stuff, that makes sense because like if your job is just to like, especially like I'm thinking patrol henchmen, you know, where you're just walking around making sure like nobody's infiltrating. Like those guys have no spatial awareness because like shit usually doesn't pop off. I'd imagine. So it's like this dude's basically like a night security guard, just yeah. like, just like you know, like oh shit. <sighs> yeah. Probably listening to this podcast. You know what I mean? Like he's not. He's he's not in the job right now. He's, he's just like we're we're t- we're doing and then a night security guy will be listening to this and they'll be like. Just like you up, like oh no, this is when it happens. Yeah, if if you are uh, working night security and you're listening to this podcast, look behind you. Yeah, something's happening. <laughs> Shit is about to pop off, and you are not ready. <laughs> Call the other henchmen. Call, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what I had written down. So we want to move into. Uh, what, what was it? What was the? I had the like dramatic. It was called. I had the dramatic situations one. Okay. If you want to kind of go through some of those, so this was a, a list I, I pulled from Wikipedia, and these were sort of not tropes, but a little bit more of just like narrative uh, things that were really common. Um, so this was uh, first proposed by uh, George's Pulte in 1895, and this is to categorize like dramatic situations that might occur in like a story or performance obviously this was a little bit more in uh you know books and and theater and whatnot um but wanted to come through just a couple of these here just because it sort of fits um so just going through a couple of them here um so like deliverance was one of these where it's like an unfortunate event or an unfortunate person a threatener and then a rescuer so the unfortunate has caused a conflict and uh the threatener has to like now carry out justice, but then the rescuer saves the unfortunate. So this would be kind of a lot of like maybe superhero movies or something like that, where it's like a uh, like oh no, like I'm not so well off, and then I have this person that's like threatening, trying to do me harm, and I'm waiting for my big hero to come in and save me. Right. Um, so so that can be like the unfortunate, innocent, whatever. Um, and then uh, crime pursued by vengeance. So we have a, a criminal and an Avenger. So you can look at pretty much any of like the, the superhero movies and a lot of like oh, the yeah. action hero movies. You know, you get your really early, uh, you know, on or off screen death, and then it's a all right. I'm gonna change the whole course of my life now to murk a couple dudes and go like way out of my way just to get some vengeance. And then by the end, I'll probably have learned a lesson. And the law is not gonna have any problems with it. Yeah, no. That's the, what's always amazing to me. Like the the like secret agent movies and shit like that. Yeah, where they're like, "Oh, he's going rogue," and then all's forgiven. Like it's fine. Yeah, as long you know, as long as you eventually kill like that guy. Yeah, plot armor forgiven. comes in various forms. Sometimes that's in uh, protection from the law, protection from the bullets. Uh, yeah. In James Bond's case, protection from STDs. <laughs> so uh, that, that that holds up pretty well. Um, and then, uh, kind of going into, like, the, uh, uh, like, revenge kind of things, like, vengeance taken for kin upon kin, so, you know, if, if you kill somebody's brother, then, yeah. you know, their brother's gonna come out for you, and, uh, kind of full Again, circle for law, stuff like that. law, not a, not an issue here. Yeah. <laughs> Where, it's clean slate. I killed one of his people, he killed one of my people, we're good. Eye for an eye, it's fine. Eye for an eye. Yeah, that's, there, there's a clause somewhere in, you know, state laws that just says, you, you know. really... You gotta really dig, but yeah. it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Uh, and then uh, pursuit, just kind of as a you know one, but it's a little bit of like pursuit or like fleeing from like 
uh, law or like from justice. So it's like a, uh, and this could be either like you did a crime and now you're trying to flee because maybe you're still a good person, but you know, you don't want to go to jail or maybe there was a reason don't want to go to jail. And you can do as many illegal things as you want as long as you were innocent of that first crime. Right. All's forgiven. But even, even in some of the cases where it's like a, well, you know, they didn't know that this person was this bad. Like I had every right to kill this person. Um, but then some people who are like, you know, falsely accused of something and now they have to escape and flee and, you know, keep themselves alive to, until the truth can get out. Yeah. And again, that goes back to the, uh, there's the person in the room who has the information necessary. Who could just... <laughs> if, if they just could get five minutes to explain the whole thing, they'd probably be fine. Yeah. God, I hope never one of those situations... <laughs> That's, that's why it's like, if you're ever in something like that, just start rambling. Just be like, oh, listen, I don't know. Uh, I, I wasn't there that night. I know this guy did this thing. I wasn't the guy who shot him. We yeah. saw somebody's car get hit, but we weren't the guys. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we had uh, just disaster. Um, so this could be either man-made or, like, natural-made. So if you look at, like, uh, you know, movies like Twister. Yeah, you yeah. know, or natural disaster kind of thing. Nothing to really do. There isn't really a antagonist, unless you want to call it tornado and antagonist but antagonizing motherfucker um but that 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 goes back to kind of like the uh uh i guess like the the more classic like you know ways to tell story where it's like man versus man man versus god man versus nature kind of stuff right um falls a little bit into that there but could be both like a man-made disaster you know think like bombs going off or uh you know biological warfare anything like that yeah man-made disasters would you say that constitutes man versus man still well, if it's man-made disaster, yeah. technically, yeah, I, I guess so. I don't know. It's it's less direct though, you know. Yeah, like if you're thinking, if you're thinking anything that's you know, like if I you know biological weapon, I made it and I drop it into a city or something, you know, I don't. It doesn't feel as personal like man versus a man. Unless you know that fucking asshole Dave that lives there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless unless it is like very targeted, I feel like that might not fall quite within it because like man versus man is supposed to be. Uh, like a little bit personal, yeah, like there's yeah. a reason it's a me versus you, and in that case it might just be, you know, I'm a crazy ass and I want to poison some people. What if, what if some guy's mad at James Bond they just drop it on London? Yeah. That's man versus man, right? <laughs> James Bond's not there, by the way. He's well, an <laughs> international man of mystery. You're right, we don't, we don't know where he's at. He's they don't even shot. know where he's at. There's just a bunch of poisoned people in London right now. Yeah. That's just, uh, you know, collateral damage at that point. And that's revenge. It turns into a revenge thing. Yeah. Vengeance, yeah. Next thing you know, we got a 2-3 movie arc going on, and we made our billion. <laughs> you get your billion. Uh, so I'll, I'll kind of blow through some of these other guys, like falling prey to cruel to your misfortune, um, or, uh, you know, just being on the, the other end of cruel to your misfortune. So somebody else does something, and you're just kind of the bystander. And now you have a plot device to be like, oh, well, am I going to get revenge? Am I going to provide justice? You know, what do I do in that kind of situation? Yeah. Uh, we got uh, revolts, revolutions. So, you know, we got a, a tyrant, a dictator or whatever at the top there. And uh, enough is enough. We cannot stand idly by. We got we to gotta fuck shit up. Yeah, I agree. Um, any of those kind of 
can produce that revenge movie. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the misfortunate under, under the certain circumstances, and then, I mean, that's essentially what Iron Man 2 was. Yeah. Was dude being like, oh, Tony Stark makes weapons. It's a family name. Yeah. My country's a mess. Gotta go kill him. I'm like, all right. It's like, whatever you gotta do. It was, very, <laughs> it was a very loose reason to go through all that effort. But His I'm, name's on the box, man. I was hoping you'd say something so I could cut you off and say his name's on the box, but you never said anything, so. What? I was hoping you'd say something. Mm-hmm. And then so you'd cut I me off by saying... Name's on the box, man! Alright. Alright. It's all Tony it Stark's fault. It didn't work. Justice. <laughs> Justice work. for victims of Tony Stark. It's okay, he's dead now, so. Yes. Yeah. It just took a couple movies. And a couple billion. A couple efforts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, Abduction. So, you know, I can only think of Taken. Yeah, and and uh, usually, at least in my experience, with any of like the Man on Fire. Oh, oh, that was a good movie. Yeah, I haven't watched that for a long time. Um, so anytime somebody's taken, it's usually also like they are unnecessarily kept like safe in a way the entire yes. time, even though like they should be a pretty disposable person. It and, would it, hurt the hero more if they would just kill the hostage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, it's just like a, ah, we'll, we'll keep him around. Oh, yeah, to him. There's something special about this one. Well, although in Taken, she wasn't really held on to. Like, she was actively being sold. Like, that, like yeah. that was just, whereas Man on Fire is like, what the fuck do these dudes care about a little girl for? But then they argue that, or what the dude says on the phone to him is like, like, little girls aren't good to me, any good to me dead. Yeah. Like, he still always wants to smile. So even though he told them. That he killed her. That's um, fine. Some, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, he kind of... It's like, would a villain really be like, yeah, I killed her. And then later be like, hey, I didn't kill her. So, you can still come get her. Yeah. Like, little girls aren't good to be dead. It's like, well, why'd you say she was dead? Because maybe he'd give up. Because of the plot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because of the plot. But, you know, whatever, whatever gets you off your back. You know, if you had a pursuer or something, you're like, hey... Uh, you know that person you're coming after me for? They're they're gone now. Like I I killed them. Yeah. Do you do you still want to do this? Do you still want to pursue? And then it turned want... out yes. He yeah. was he was fucking everybody up in a trail to you. You know. Yeah. But he's like, oh fuck. There's miscalculation. He's told at least a dozen other people that the victim was dead or the abductee was dead, and he got off. So he was like, eh, you know, yeah. you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out this time. Go through here. Uh, so going into some of the crazy stuff, um, one of them is just madness, where it's a, a madman and a victim. Um, so like The Shining, you know, that'd be a, a good example. Yeah. Um, but anything like that, where it's just like the you know either progressively turning into a madman or just uh, you know kind of different ways you can go about that. You know, you're either progressing into the madman, you're always a madman, but it's just more obfuscated until plot, yeah. um, or it's just a yeah, you were you were bad shit from day one. You never knew it, and you just had your victim. It's always a good one. Uh, involuntary crimes of love. Um, so usually some kind of like taboo involved. You know, it's like oh we, stepsister porn. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's not illegal. It's just involuntary. <laughs> well, I hope it's voluntary. That's a very different type of uh, porn there, but. Um, <laughs> 
No, I mean, like, the people couldn't help themselves. You know? Yeah, it's like, oh, I just... I... Stepsister porn. It's involuntary. No stepsister. Oh... <laughs> uh... But yeah, usually something involved like that, where it's like the, oh, we probably shouldn't be doing this, but horny. Yeah. So we're going to do it anyways. But usually breaking some kind of, like, taboo, trust, um, something like that. Um, Self-sacrifice for an ideal. So this is where you have, you know, your your hero, your protagonist, you got your ideal. Um, and then you pretty much have to either yourself lose and die or sacrifice to that ideal in some, you know, heroic, like a, I believe in this more than I believe in me, like, this will live on due to my efforts kind of thing. Or it's the, uh, in some cases, like, the sacrifice of what's important to them for the ideal. Yeah. So it's like some people abandon, you know, people for, um, you know, whatever they believe in. Um, I, like, I like when, uh, like, a movie doesn't follow. I mean, I said this earlier. I know, so that kind of sounds redundant, but I just thought of another one, like, uh, The Departed, where you do still kind of get the revenge thing, you know, with Mark Wahlberg in the end of that, but I can't remember his name, his character's name in the movie right now, so since I can't remember, he's just Mark Wahlberg right now. Mm -hmm. Mark Wahlberg, that's fine. And, uh, just the way that, like, just the chaos, like, I love a chaos ending because mm-hmm. I feel like life's just chaos and like nothing ever goes exactly the way it should or yeah. any, and, the way anyone wants to and we even talked about that it's almost uh, almost preferred when stuff doesn't work out you know and it's yeah. nice little bun and anything so yeah yeah the chaos as far as uh you know telling a story or, or having things finished up definitely works out nice yeah or, or just a story where even okay that was resolved and now, like, they think everything's over, but then, you know, that last frame is, yeah, you know, the villain they thought they vanquished kind of like, <laughs> okay, you know, leading into the next, but like, yeah. uh, just that villain that's sitting there going, I'm, I'll be ready. I'll be back. I'll be ready next year. Yeah. Just wait. You just uh, wait. Yeah, another year and a half once we finish filming these scenes. I'm gonna come back and yeah. fuck shit up. Uh, I don't know. I got you. The non-traditional ending is my probably my favorite. Well, and, and so I think that was something we talked a little bit too about our uh, you know deserted island movies. Um, yes. Most of our ones that we'd picked for those uh, didn't really involve much of like twist endings or like any kind of trick things like that. Um, but it is a really good uh, like you know plot device, I guess, when it's just like a, you know, last chunk of the movie, everything appears to be wrapping up nicely, and then it's just like a, oh shit, yeah, it's back, there's something new, we're not safe, you know, anything like that, and then that usually sets you up pretty nice for some sequel material. Indeed. And then, I mean, that's a movie role, sequels gotta suck. Yeah. It's not a role, it's just an unfortunate <laughs> byproduct. I'd argue it's a rule. What if... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what if, off the top of your head, what are good sequels you can think of? Good sequels? Uh, well, The Dark Knight is, is immediately coming to I head. forget that that's considered a sequel, yes. Yeah. And, like, again, we talked about this before, too. It, the Dark Knight is so good that I will always forget that it's the second movie in its trilogy. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I'd say that's that's up there. Uh, you know, Lord of the Rings series. Uh, I'd, I'd say you know two and three are better than one. Sure. Um, when it's designed to be a series, you almost don't see that drop off. Mm-hmm. But you can tell when the first movie did great, and they decided they had budget for a sequel. Yeah, they got money. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, that was a success. Go ahead and do it again." And Another then someone one. went, "Oh shit, okay." Um, I think. <laughs> yeah, they're just quick notes. Like, what if, uh, what if we did this? Yeah. And they're like, great. You have six months to film and get it ready. It's like, uh. for example, I think. I I don't know how Terminator Two came to be, but it seems like either the action was just so good that maybe maybe the story wasn't even that great, and we just. <laughs> overlooked it because everything was awesome well I, I feel like like you mentioned we do have to overlook a little bit with Terminator specifically because yes, some things just the, you know what that's that's a fair point the story does suck <laughs> Kyle Reese <laughs> cannot go back in time and impregnate a woman so that a man is born so that he can then be sent back in time to <laughs> it's 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 or, a rough, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's a rough circle yeah, the guy younger... <sighs> no. <laughs> it just doesn't work out. So, there's... Yeah. There's that whole thing. And... So, Termin- yeah, Terminator's story is just... Uh, uh, like, I, I don't know how The Godfather is written either, but I feel like Godfather 2... It's, it feels like they planned to have another one. And Godfather 3 was what felt like... The just, tacked on kind of yeah, it just wasn't. I don't know, man. Yeah, and just it, drug on, drug on, and the whole point of the Godfather series was like the Godfather. It's this mob thing, you know. And like the third one, I felt like was hardly about the mob. It was just like him trying to win back his old yeah. girlfriend or his old wife, rather. And just, okay, yeah. It's like why. Why do I care now? It's like it, it wasn't written quite for the same crowd that would have watched the first two. It's like this isn't this isn't the logical progression of this story. This is right. like a side story. But right. I mean, with how long those movies are, with how much they try and cram into it, like I can understand. Like, oh yeah, by the time you get to a third movie, you're probably running short of like your really great hard hitting. So don't make it, <laughs> you know. But money. I know money. And Pacino is great in that movie. You know. Um, well, you don't know. I don't think you've watched Godfathers, but... No. But 1 and 2, I highly suggest. I think they're both great. And then 3... I mean, 3 is just kind of mandatory if you make it through yeah. 1 and 2. You, you go, just... You might as well. Okay, how's it go? Yeah. But, yeah, the plot just very much trailed off into this... I mean, we'll do Godfather at some point. So... Yeah. Whether that be, you know, who knows who does it, but... Maybe it's you and I. Let's just do it. You want to do it right now? Yeah. All right, let's stop this one. Let's just watch Godfather. Let's just watch Godfather. Yeah, we, we got time. It'll got take time. us the rest of the day, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, no, just those ridiculously long movies to get. Yeah, not. All right. That was a long tangent. We All right, heard. next. So, uh, I don't remember if I said this one already, but this is just like traditional adultery, you know? You have, you know... Your, your your love interest and then some other rando, you know, they have their affair, their, their whatever thing, and then it's trying to, like, reconcile with that. So, it depends on which route you go down, you know, if you're in your rom-com, then it's like the, you know, finding out the truth of why you're together to begin with and, you know, forgiveness 
If it's an action kind of thing, that's where we usually go more so down, like, the revenge plot. If it's drama, that's usually when we just start, you know, having a terrible personality and everybody just freaks out about everything. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, that one can go in a couple of different ways just based off of what uh, what category we're trying to go into. Bygones cannot be bygones. Bygones cannot be bygones. No, <laughs> this we, applies we, to most of these concepts. Nobody is allowed to move on. Nobody's allowed to reconcile. No one is allowed to explain themselves. No forgiveness. Nobody is allowed... To, yeah, there's... there's all <laughs> of these can go back to if someone had five minutes to just explain the situation... Everything would be so much better. Or if the person in trouble, you know, in this case, the tragedy of love, right, you know, if they had said in the beginning of the relationship, oh, hey, by the way, I dated this crazy bitch, and then this, like, this problem might come up later. Yeah. Just so you know. But it's, then it's, that it's, person it's just... It's courteous. Goes, yeah, that person just goes, ah, I better bury that. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's a lot of trauma I'm not really willing to bring up right now, so we're just going to pretend that's not here. Just leave that alone. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, the an enemy love, so kind of the uh, you know, either you know, it could go two ways. It could be like the you know your lover who becomes the enemy. Um, you know, this could be either through uh, um, like secret identities, you know, keeping secrets, anything like that from them, or the enemy that turns into the lover. Where it's like you realize, you know, where on different sides, but there's still something there. And usually it's just as a way to have a sex scene in a movie and, and move the plot along in some way. That's always so funny to me. Like, did you watch the show Barry? A little bit. Bill Hader. Yeah. yeah. So in season two, <laughs> she gets mad at Barry because he gets this, this audition for this big part. And she's been, like, working at it forever, and he just kind of, like, waltzes in. He's like, oh, hey, I got an audition tomorrow. She's like, what? Yeah. But she goes on this whole thing, and she's like, and she's just ranting at him. And the thing she says is like, I don't believe in nudity unless it moves the plot along. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a way to get around said nudity or said sex scene in, like, any situation. You know, like, the Bond scenes are always just... Pan out, fade to black kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, they're gonna sex. Like, that's how this is working. You know, so the fact that <laughs> Unless it's the ever Sean Connery ones and it's, I'm going to sex. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a team effort. It's understood they are sexing. You know, and the camera pans out. And then, you know, did you watch Dr. No, by the way? Not yet. Okay. I, I can't wait to... I know you'll text me the moment that you see the scene of, like... The two of them, and then pans out, and then the first shot is her brushing her hair in the mirror, <laughs> and the view of Sean Connery in the mirror behind her smoking, and he... I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I, I know you'll text me immediately. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Anyhow, yeah. So, moving on to the last couple. Nothing too crazy. Conflict with a god. So you see it's, you know, the, uh, you know, mortal... Immovable object Thor. conflict kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it could be an actual god, sure. But, uh, but it's, yeah, it's usually just the, uh, you know, I am I am the little nothing, and then my opposition is the big something, and, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of utility involved with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the rest of these are, are a little bit less cool. But those were good ones. Thought that would be kind of a good time for good. this type of stuff. So. Yes. I liked that. Yeah. I think that really uh, tied kind of our self-made ones. And uh, I, 
lot of connections between the two of them. Especially, <laughs> like, literally all of them can pretty much come back to bygones cannot be bygones. No, it's, it, it is illegal. If there's... Alright, so... Could, would it be fair to say that the number one rule of movies is that bygones cannot be bygones? Yeah. Because every movie would be extremely fucking boring. In short. If, every, if everyone, in short, if everyone just said, hey man, that kind of hurt my feelings. And then oh. the other guy said, I'm sorry. You're right, man. I'm sorry about that. I'm like, I forgive you. Roll credits. <laughs> Tom Cruise in. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, honestly, that, that, that'd be a good thing for just like really, really short skits is you get some yes. big name actors and it's literally just like these smallest interactions. How much do you have to pay that actor though? Yeah, a lot. Just but to, but you know, like, be, like it'd be just like... Just to have an apology. Yeah, so it'd be like Tom Cruise or something, cool. you know, he's, he's walking down the street, he gets bumped by somebody or whatever. And he, you know, Tom Cruise spills his coffee on himself. He's like, man, like, what what the hell? And then the guy's just like, you know what? I'm sorry. Had a rough day. Like, I didn't yeah. mean it. It's like, it's cool. They just head nod at each other, turn around, fade to black. Some epic riff comes <laughs> yeah. in, you know? <laughs> or no, fucking Danger Zone comes in. <laughs> Credits roll. And it's still... Uh, just a huge list of credits. Still, yeah, because there'd still reason. be four million people involved with this. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise. That's that's uh, coming in July, guys. Uh, Tom Cruise. It's cool. <laughs> All right. So number one rule of movies is bygones cannot be bygones. Do we have a second one? Should we get a top five going here? Let's let's build out a list here. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's get a top five. So number one, bygones can't be bygones. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't do that. No, no. <laughs> just every time. Like, just keep a running list. About here. Keep on the here. No, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> That's so much. <laughs> Alright, so bygones cannot be bygones. That's rule number one. Rule number two of movies. Would we say that... Something about the love stuff, right? So would we want to go with, like, the... Uh, like revenge for love, or if we want to do the uh, like you know sacrifice for love, or the uh, you know not telling them anything out of love, we got options. Yes. Um, uh, the involuntary crimes of love, the stepsister thing. <laughs> That's gonna be number two. Just n rule number two: stepsister step porn. <laughs> No, I, th I think I think you go rule number two. Uh, full disclosure. Lack of disclosure. Yeah. Mandatory. Lack of disclosure. Mandatory. Yeah, you can't you can't explain the situation. They can't know enough to protect themselves. Yeah, I like that. Like you know, I don't know why. I'm doing it on the last one, just the last little bit of space I have. You got room. Number one. Bygones cannot be bygones. Number two. Non-disclosure. A must. Number three. So I want to go with either, uh, you know, with our, our antagonist, you know, the plan has to be presented in full. <laughs> Evil plots 
full disclosure, mandatory. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure <laughs> for evil plots. Yeah. And then I like the, uh, you know, if we had five minutes to talk this out, we could resolve this whole thing. I feel like non-disclosure is probably a must. Non-disclosure a must probably captures yeah. that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So number four, I think we would say... Law doesn't apply to revenge. The law is very pliable. That makes it more universal. Unless it moves the story along. Unless it moves the story along. <laughs> law is pliable unless plot says otherwise. Plot Unless plot requires otherwise. And number five. Will it be the most important? No. No. Number one. Bygones. Num bygones cannot be bygones. That's, the most, that's the most important. Well, I would say it should have to do with time. I had two about time. Well, two about time if you really get into it. So time of, you know, even if you have limited time, you still have to take a moment to collect yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have keys, you know, you're you required to. to drop them at least once. Yeah. You know, more, preferably. Um, <laughs> we like you more when you drop them more. So both of those so kind of have to do with gross misuse of time. And, uh, uh, and again, so <laughs> I think the fifth rule is time is relative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because because then going back into you know sixty six seconds for the forty second countdown yeah. or whatever, like time is time is relative. Yeah, relative to plot. <laughs> to plot, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, just in review, the move top five movie rules. Number one, this is the most important. Bygones cannot be bygones. Number two, non disclosure is a must. Number three. Oh, the wording on number three should be unless it has to do with evil plots. Yeah. That that's how that one goes. I'm just changing the wording because, you know, this should be our big uh Yeah, we can go this back and record our big this. social media thing. You yeah. Know? You know, just post it on the Twitter. Hey, these are the five rules. These five rules. Follow them. Unless Tell your friends. It has to do with evil plots. I love evil plots. Number four, law is pliable unless the plot requires otherwise. Number five, time is relative to plot. Those are the five movie rules. Most important. I think that's a good list. Now, are we, are we going to reference these when we go through some of the other movies and you know start checking our boxes and be like, yeah, yes. so this was a good movie. How many of these... This is, this is the kind of thing I'm looking for. I always... I never know what to do with certain kinds of movies you know because a lot of time I watch a movie and I just start being a cunt and I'm like fucking wearing green like, you know, or who wears green <laughs> like he was just wearing red now he's in green I don't just, continuity things yeah a lot of the time I'm being a cunt about uh, I feel like recently I've started doing things about meaning more so 
So I think if we continue to kind of hit the meaning parts of these movies, except with Bond, Bond, you just kind of yeah. go like, yep, there's the woman, there's the car, there's the, there's the plot. Yeah. You know, uh, we could, we could probably do the top five Bond movie rules in the recap when we get done with all of the James Bond. Yeah. That'd be good. That's an episode I'm looking forward to where we do top Bond gadget, like favorite Bond gadget, favorite Bond girl. Bond mobile. Um, Bondmobile, that kind of thing. I'm going with the Lotus of Spray. This is my favorite so far. That's the one behind you, the white one that turns into a submarine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's the coolest. We just just did Spy Love Me last night, but uh, <laughs> no one will see that until, I think, at least December <laughs> at the rate they're being released. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, bitches. Uh, <laughs> Lotus of Spray. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Where was I going with that? Yeah, so this this is a nice thing to kind of go back and reference. As be able to forward. compare our yeah. movies to, it, it, yeah. So the, yeah, this will be this will be used. Uh, not in any of the podcasts you'll see in the near future because we stay about two months ahead on the movies. Uh, so this one is pretty current. We're recording this on like June twenty. Is it? The- 24th? I didn't get close enough. June 26th today? 26th? What year is it? <laughs> well, and, and just like what rule number five. What year? Uh, time is relative to plot. Yes, so. time is relative to plot. Uh, this will come out as soon as we're, you know, done. As soon as the plot so, allows. I didn't say were. I, I said were, and that's not a... It, as soon as Jason's done with it, he's the mastermind behind the, uh, the videos. You're welcome. Because I'm too stupid <laughs> to uh, do anything with technology other than... Click, click, audio, mp3, upload. (laughs) It's better than some people. So, alright, this was fun. I think we got a good list going. Yeah. I gotta leave that up so I can write that down permanently somewhere. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening and uh, viewing. And don't forget to subscribe and like it and whatnot. And comment. And comment on it. And email us at contentcrisishotline.com. And, uh... Tell us we're stupid at Constant Crisis 1 on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, thanks for viewing or listening, and uh, goodbye.